I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Uh, Same story as last week. I had like a few good days of sleep and then I ruined it like at the last minute. So (laughs) I feel... Like, I need more sleep, and there is a thunderstorm going on outside, so I apologize. I cannot control the weather. It is summer in Florida. Exactly. Yeah, so that's the thing about Florida is that you'll get those thunderstorms randomly at any time of the day, although it's usually like clockwork. It's usually like around 4 o'clock. This one's a little later in the day, so Uh, for me— It rained earlier, though, but— it's yeah. raining again. <laughs> it's raining again. So look at that. Twice in one day. Um, for me, it was a pretty chill weekend. I didn't do too much. Uh, yesterday was Money in a Bank, a wrestling event, which was <laughs> pretty fun. Uh, but I won't bore you guys with that. So today, though, we are going to talk about something that may hit our nostalgia points. Or maybe you didn't. Oh. And before we do that, though, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. (laughs) Uh, Let me say that again. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you do like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way for us. Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date in our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and the TikTok at Always Critic Pod. Lastly, if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support for as little as $2 a month. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. So today we are going to talk about a new interpretation. I wouldn't call it a sequel, although... I don't know what to call it exactly. I think it might be a sequel, though. Maybe it is the way it's hinted at. But we are going to talk about the new Space Jam, the new legacy, or a new legacy. It's actually the the term. Uh, This movie stars a very, 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 very famous basketball player by the name of LeBron James. You and I, uh, when we lived in South Florida... We had, knew all about LeBron we James. Knew all about yeah. LeBron. I know about LeBron because I'm a big NBA fan. So, you know, this is going to be what exactly are they going to do in this movie that won't have us comparing it to the original, which was with Michael Jordan in 1996. Right. Uh, it's going to be tough to, you know, not compare it, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Jessica. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us what is this version of Space Jam all about? The IMDb synopsis reads, A rogue artificial intelligence kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, who then has to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game. There it is. (laughs) Yeah. Now, uh, this movie is directed by Malcolm D. Lee. He has directed The Best Man, Girls Trip, and Night School. Uh, So some comedies in there. Um, Night School, I it's not that good, but Girl's Trip is actually really funny. Yeah. Uh, this was written by, apparently there's six screenplay credits. Six. Six. Four story by credits, and then four credits from the original Space Jam credits. That's too many people in one, <laughs> so on we one didn't, writing team. So we no. didn't, we're not going to sit here and list, you know, all these people. But 
Uh, do you think it helped to have all these people on no. the job? No. <laughs> Too many cooks. Too many cooks. A lot of cooks in the kitchen. More uh, than the, 10. Yeah, more than 10. I think anything more than four is already a problem. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, so anyway, this movie does star LeBron James playing himself or, you know, a fictionalized version of himself. And Don Cheadle as Algie Rhythm, which really is algorithm yeah it's pretty cringy uh, i'm making a saying face it out loud Ugh. yeah saying it out loud is pretty cringy it's worse yeah. uh so jessica what did critics and audiences think about it it's currently sitting at a 32 percent oh, rotten boy. tomato score yes let it sink in 32 percent that's bad. but audiences really seem to like it because it's at 81% audience score. Mm. The critics consensus reads, despite LeBron James's best efforts to make a winning team out of the Toon Squad, Space Jam A New Legacy trades the zany meta humor of its predecessor for a shameless, tired exercise of IP-driven branding. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, Okay, so there's a little bit to unpack with that sentence, but before I do it, though, uh, the movie did... Uh, $31.6 million at its opening weekend box office. Uh, again, this is another movie that had a, you know, a simultaneous release on HBO Max. Correct. So it could be one of those things. Maybe it ate into it. Maybe it didn't. Maybe this was never going to make a lot of money. But 31.6 is not bad. It's not a bad uh, opening weekend. Uh, it did. It was the number one movie of the weekend uh, because of the fact that uh, it came out with just a little bit more than Black Widow at number two for. Hmm. But remember, Black Widow's already been open for a week, so taking the number one spot is not too out of the Difficult. ordinary here. Yeah. Um, now, let's go ahead and let's talk about it. Okay. What did you think of Space Jam A New Legacy? Poop. Yeah. <laughs> I walked out of the theater saying this was a poop movie. It was not good. And look, I'm not here to say that the original Space Jam is a bastion of cinema. I'm not here to say that it's Oscar worthy or that the IP was ever like this great idea. Um, it holds a lot of nostalgia points for our generation, Rico. And we grew up on the Michael... Jordan being the top athlete in the NBA. And so I feel like despite the original being kind of shitty, like even looking back on it, you're kind of like, this isn't great, but like, I still love it. There is no caveat. Like this movie is bad and I do not love it. (laughs) Right. Um, So I think when you look at the two movies side by side, you obviously have a lot of comparison points that you want to hit. Like the star of the movie is a basketball player, one of the most famous people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that LeBron James is a better actor than Michael Jordan. Jordan. You are. Yes. I was going to say they were on par. Oof, no. Especially with this outing, like the Space Jam, okay. the new legacy. All right, let me, in let this me vacuum, rewind. Let me it's, rewind. They're toe to toe at that point. I think LeBron James is a better actor overall than But Michael in Jordan. this universe? In this universe. No thanks. It's uh, not good. Yeah, I mean it's it's a toss up. I, I would say you're right. 
Um, and then on top of that, like everything is just a CG fest. And, you know, it, obviously the one from 96 is all cartoons behind them. So like, you know, reality is nothing in, <laughs> in either one of these worlds. But I don't know. There was something that felt like it was missing. Like when when he was interacting with, you know, the the characters around him, it felt like there was something missing. It, this really does feel like just like a cash grab, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Here is IP we have you know, Space Jam. And here is basically Warner Brothers saying, hey, look at everything we got. We have all these different things. It felt more like a a catalog of sorts instead of a true new retelling, however you want to say it, of this one IP, which didn't necessarily get bogged down with all this other IP from Warner Brothers. Right. In the original. In the original. In the original, the story was pretty like pretty straightforward. In order for him to get back, he had to play a game of basketball because he was stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was stolen. Because he was stolen, <laughs> he was pretty kidnapped. much. He was kidnapped. Uh, so in this movie, you know, they, they try to heighten the drama a little bit more by making it his son was the one that was taken by the algorithm. Like, so it's all in a digital space. Yes. Uh, So there's that. And then, you know, the rest of it is just like Bugs has his own side story involving the tunes. Uh, You know. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's like subplots. There's subplots. And that's not something that we saw in the first one. Uh Uh-huh. There's subplots here. So that made it strange. Now, I would say that this movie itself if you're a kid, I don't even think kids really like truly, truly liked it. I think something that I've noticed is that a lot of people online, they say that, oh, you know, we started watching Space Jam and we stopped watching after 30 minutes. My kids couldn't. It didn't hold their attention. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like the Looney Tunes are a tired IP. Watched. It's old. It was old <laughs> 20 years ago when we more than 20 years ago. Yeah when we first watched Space Jam and like by some miracle, we kind of caught the tail end of like all those Cartoon Network, not the Cartoon Network. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Um, All of those cartoons from the Looney Tunes. And so it was like just on the cusp of being irrelevant in the nineties. (laughs) And now it's not relevant at all to this current generation. What is it? Gen Z is what they call themselves. I, don't even want to try. Would it even be Gen Z if you're like trying to be uh, appealing to five year olds and lower? Like that age range, I don't think they they're not watching Game of Thrones. They're not watching all this no. other IP, let alone the Looney Tunes. Right. And so like there's so many references to the things that Warner Brother owns as property, as IP. That it just, like you said, it it does become almost like a commercial for their own product. And that was not, ex- well, there's moments that you're not like, Not that the original oh. wasn't a commercial. Well, it was literally, <laughs> the director of the original Space Jam was a commercials director. Right. And exactly. So yeah. both movies do involve that. But this one is so blatant with its... Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Look at yeah. what we own. Look at this property that we have. It felt more like a Wreck-It Ralph Disney yeah. outing or Ready Player One. 
right. than anything original that would kind of revitalize the Looney Tunes. Because I think that was the goal, right? right the original to Space the Jam Looney totally Tunes. revitalized the Looney Tunes in the make public the consciousness and in for, for a new generation. And they made it relevant again. And the soundtrack was this whole big thing. And, you know, this one doesn't have those legs. Right. Exactly. So that really makes me think, is this going to have any lasting impact? I can't say that it will. No. I think this is going to be easily a movie that within the next couple of days will be forgotten Mm -hmm. and everybody's just going to move on versus something like, I don't know, I'm trying to like a Pixar movie or a Disney animated movie. Usually they have like a little bit of lasting staying power, you know, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. even if it's just the conversation that people are having, like usually you'll like see stuff online or people talking. Oh, did you see like that animated movie? Did you see that Disney movie or whatever? Or even DreamWorks even has like a little bit of it, like where people will engage in conversation about an animated movie. Mm. I can't see the same thing happening here. I think this is going to be forgotten quickly because I honestly think it's it's just a mess. It's a mess. It's, It's a mess of a movie. You know, more than 10 people working on a story slash screenplay. That's too many cooks, man. It doesn't bode well for the final product to be as cohesive (laughs) and iconic as the original. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, no, it, it's pretty bad. So, like, here, here's how bad things got for this movie is that um, a lot of the, I guess, v- videos on YouTube regarding Space Jam, the comments had to be turned off oh, because no. of, oh, like, no. too many people just, like, either shitting on it oh, or, no. you know, there's a lot of people who... Uh, will champion and throw on their capes for Michael Jordan. So anything like LeBron related, they will. Oh just right, like, yeah. There's a, a rivalry between the fans of yes. both dudes. Yes, because am I not mistaken? Yeah, for sure. Because because they like to throw big titles out, greatest of all time for each of them. Right, and, and so tout the stats, and it like doesn't matter. No, but people are really passionate about it. And the fact that they literally pitted them against each other in the same franchise. (laughs) I mean, LeBron had all the sway in the world to make a property of his own. And he decides to chase after Space Jam for some reason. You know, if I was him, I wouldn't have done it because Mm -hmm. it just warrants unnecessary comparison. True. To some to someone that you're already being compared to at every stage of your career. Yeah. You know, so it's the biggest shadow looming over your own legacy. Right. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I don't think you know? I would have done it either. You know, and and besides, like it's just And then do again, it badly. Oh yeah, it's it's Ugh. not good. It's not yeah. a good film. So before we get into like why we don't like it, like the specific like things, or maybe there's something that we do like here and there, but anything else that you want to say and what is your score for this movie? I'll go ahead and give my score. My score is a two out of five. Two out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> mine was the same. I was just I think you're expecting something a little s- more from me, but like there's nothing else. No, there's nothing else. I 
I was just stunned because we have the same exact score at two. Oh, so. okay. We're so, in, we're on par with the letterbox average score, which is two point one. Oh, okay. So we're right on the same thing with them. Our okay. peers are also rating it like a two out of five. Gotcha. Okay, so then we are on the same page. We could go ahead and we could talk spoilers for Space Jam, A New Legacy, right after this. The greatest trick. Houston, we have a problem. I am the father. I see dead people. The devil ever pulled. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Was convincing the world. You can't handle the truth. He didn't exist. Oh, what's in the box? All right, so I think the first thing I want to start is the opening credits. So the opening Space Jam 1996 version has like the very iconic song, you know. Yeah. Welcome to the jam. Yeah. Everybody get up. You know, so. The energy of that song sets the tone for the whole movie. And then the obvious, the editing of it is really driving home that momentum in the first movie. There was none of this energy and momentum in this A New Legacy intro. Right. Um, and in fact, like there was no dialogue. They didn't have super... In the original, they didn't have these super cuts of Michael Jordan explaining his career. No. <laughs> I'm no going to take didn't. my talent here. Like none of right, the stuff that like, was in this New Legacy they where they actually show, had like, LeBron like clips of him speaking throughout this intro. And so... The focus Those was not on the famous clips. The up. focus was not on the music. It wasn't on like Bugs Bunny. It was like LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Right. But isn't the Which, opening of the first Space Jam all focused on Michael, Michael, Michael? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's However, highlights of him. I still remember it was like Michael Jordan and then Bugs Bunny was like this. It's still like top billing almost. And I don't remember being like, hey, Bugs Bunny is being credited as himself in the opening intro. Like, I did see that. It was just not memorable for me personally. Gotcha. And I was rather annoyed by the fact that all the footage looked really clean and current. There's something really cool about the gritty footage of Mm. like Michael Jordan throughout all phases of his career. And it just seems very um, well placed in history. Like we didn't have high def TV. We couldn't record games. We had to watch it live. Like all this stuff is part of that like grittiness of that intro and then the fact the hip-hop track being so iconic as well there was nothing iconic about this intro no i i would agree there there Uh, was nothing defining about this intro but you can't you can't blame technology for you know changing the way like the footage looks i mean i think it's a perception for issue for me that I'm not watching anything that is like great because there's not this history to it. Ooh, see, that's where we differ because okay. the things that they're showing in there are some of the most career defining stuff for LeBron James. I get James, it. I get it. Know? And so, I recognize a lot of it as well because, right. like you said before, we're from South Florida. And we were living in South Florida during his tenure at at the Miami Heat. So it, he is a part of like our consciousness and almost like yeah. the culture down there during that time. You know, For seeing sure. like the white hot heat stuff and like all that stuff was really 
cool to look back on, but not that I'm sitting here like getting hyped to see LeBron. Right. It was the wrong you know? choice of song. You think it's the song choice? I think it was the song choice. You you put a, the right song, even with the same clips, same clips that they showed there. It was you a very right mellow sort of like uh, hip-hop trap, track. Trap, hip-hop beat. Yes, yeah. trap, hip-hop. And like, it didn't work for me. No. It didn't make me feel like I was going to see, like the rest of the movie was going to follow on this trajectory. Right. So moving after that, the entire- Almost like trying to be too cool. Like, I'm not sure if the original 96 saying. movie, like when they came out with this intro and the song and everything, they were like, this song is sl- slapped so hard. It's going to be so cool. People are going to love it and put it on like these playlists 20 years from now, still playing it. Like, no, I don't think that no. they were- Aiming for that necessarily. That was not the the intention at the time, for sure. That's not the intention back then, and it certainly is not the intention now. No, it's not. For this new movie. So with this movie, the entire plot, you know, God bless (laughs) Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Let's talk about Don Cheadle, because he is trying so hard to make something out of this role. He is not a real entity. He's a concept, essentially, because... There is no physical version of an algorithm right? that we know of. Um, and it's just sad to see him trying to like be this Tron character because that's essentially yeah. what I see it as. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Is the whole virtual world is manifested physically like Tron, like that whole universe, but not as cool. <laughs> It's yes. like if Tron and Wreck-It Ralph had a baby, that's what the visuals looked like. Mm. And then take away like, I don't know, 10 or 20 million to the budget. And that's this movie and <laughs> the aesthetic. <laughs> and every outfit is so loud that he wears. Loud and Everything. annoying. It's, Did you it's, see that iridescent denim yes. get up? Yes, of that course. That he was wearing. I was offended, personally offended by all the denim that he was wearing. Because it was, wasn't just it was denim. Funny, though. But not in the way that they intended. (laughs) It was definitely funny. So having the entire plot be about a digital entity is controlling everything. Yeah, an AI. Uh, it, It feels like they were trying to tap into, you know, the way people think about AI nowadays, like Mm -hmm. the AIs will become self-aware and all that, which I get it. it makes sense, like, because that's how a lot of movies have portrayed AI. But this one just felt felt flat, especially considering we were talking about AI as like a real cool original concept 40 years ago with the Terminator movie. So it's like we're still trying to put a face to AI and it's this is not as menacing at all as any other and I get it. It's still evil AI that we've seen. Right. And yes, it's a kid's movie. movie, but like I'm not here to say that the original Space Jam had a menacing villain either, because let's talk about those tiny aliens from yeah, an amusement no. park planet. Like, that's not a great concept either, but somehow that works better than this concept and the AI literally sucking people into the virtual world in right. a giant server room. Exactly. So, uh, it's LeBron's son who is not as in love with basketball as LeBron is. And actually is more of like a coder and he's built his own video game and, you know, he wants yeah. to go to E3, which is a camp, a, a you know, to make your own video game and stuff instead of going to basketball camp. So 
I guess. No, Dad, I'm giving up your dream. I'm giving, there you go. Uh, so they happen to be at the Warner Brothers lot because some meeting that they call LeBron to. The AI uh, pitched. Right. Okay, so the yeah, AI that's, created the meeting. Created the meeting because he pitched an idea to LeBron, thinking he would 100% agree to it. That the AI is a genius, and yeah, that's a super idea. I'm gonna go for it. And lo and behold, it's not. It's a trash idea. Yeah. <laughs> and the AI forces the the whole issue by stealing the kid or kidnapping his son and forcing LeBron to get him back through basketball. Exactly. So that's how like the beginning of the plot starts. Right. And so that forces LeBron all the way down to Looney Tunes world, which apparently is like the basement. The of basement IP. of the virtual world. Yeah, pretty much. That is the basement you know, of the, the virtual server. IP that they have. Yes. And along the way, you know, you see everything else that they own. Like they make, you know, they pass through the world of everything that they have as he's falling through. As he's falling through the virtual right. worlds, literally little worlds. globes. Like yeah. You see Game <laughs> of Thrones. World. You see Harry Casablanca Potter. Casablanca world. Casablanca. <laughs> uh, DC. So yeah. like Batman, Superman, all this stuff. He's falling past it and eventually ends up in Looney Tunes world who the only person there, because apparently it's deserted. It cleared out, yeah. Except for Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny is the only one who is on Looney Tunes where I found out that the Looney Tunes are spread out throughout the serververse. The galaxy. Doing different things. Yeah. So he, so his side plot, this is Bugs Bunny's side plot, is trying to get back all his friends. Yeah, trying to get the crew back together. He's trying to get them back to come home. You know, they're all in different places. So then we go on an IP journey of all these different like IP <laughs> of grabbing people from different places. We Granny's have, in the Matrix. Granny's in the Matrix. With so Speedy is, uh, Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, you have Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner and Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, they're, and they like show a scene from Mad Max and they're in the scene. Yes. Same thing with Matrix. It's the scene with Trinity. The it, intro, you know, famous intro the famous from intro. the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, then like they go to DC World where it's animated. It's all animated yeah. there. And but they're dressed up like Batman and Robin. And of course, LeBron is Robin in this case, which is funny. Uh, that's a whole joke for NBA fans. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, that's where they get Daffy Duck and Porky Pig and finally, I mean, there's others, but like the big one is getting Lola, Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny is who, in. By the way, was a creation for the first Space Jam, if I'm correct. Not she originated from the '96 movie. So they are going to go to her, and she's on Themyscira, <laughs> training to be a warrior under Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman herself. Yes. So she's going through the trials and everything. <laughs> and they show her go through the entire trial. And yeah, like, she goes through the the obstacle course. Yeah, and you think she fails because she goes back to save Bugs and LeBron. But then Diana's like, you know, that's that's the true hero. Yeah. <laughs> so go and be with your friends. It's like, really? That's the reward? And okay. you are part of, you are an Amazon now. You are an what Amazon you? <laughs> now. So now they go back. They start, uh, you know, practicing and everything. So that's the tune side. Then you have the algae rhythm side 
which is with the sun. He's like trying to appeal to the sun. Oh, this video game you created is so cool. And, you know, you did this yeah, yourself. Yeah, he's trying and, to turn him against his yeah. dad so that I'm the animosity. Exactly. That. So that the animosity turns into this game, you know, right. where the kid is playing against LeBron versus so, being on his dad's team. The way they. So in the first movie. That reminded me of Hook. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad one. Where Hook is trying to bring him to the. To be a pirate. <laughs> exactly. So the way they did the s- powers of the basketball players in the first one is like they steal it from them. Like almost like Which was a great sequence. I vividly remember that yeah. whole sequence where they go to the games and they are stealing <laughs> like the Their talent from these talent. very yeah. famous basketball players that I actually know. Like I do not do sports, guys. I know the players from the original Space Jam. And there's a similar sequence in this movie and I did not recognize a single Uh, person. Yeah. You're not an NBA person, but I will say this. Thank God they had women players in there though. Yes. I, I knew one of the two. I Uh knew Diana Taurasi. She was the lighter skinned one. Okay. Uh, I knew her. I didn't know who the other one was. I would have to look it up. And then of course the other players, the NBA players, there was um, Anthony Davis, who is LeBron's real teammate in real life. Um, he's the one with like the unibrow, who became like a Falcon type oh, of player. Oh, okay, okay. So that was him. There was uh, Clay Thompson, who was Firewater, like that Firewater character. And then finally, there was Damian Lillard, who was Kronos, like the one who can like slow down time. Yeah. And uh, Dame time. Like that's a catchphrase for that for that player. Because I figured because he was there like saying like I'm game time or whatever. And I was like, okay. Yeah. The last two minutes of any game is Dame time. And he uh, look, the guy is really good in the clutch. Like (laughs) that's not even a joke. Uh, Anyway, so that's and the way he's able to do that is like he does like these virtual scans of the players when they're like playing. So he virtually scans them into his video game. And then in the video game, uh, Algae Rhythm like gives him like this code to like make them even better than what they are. So yeah. that puts us on the impetus of the game itself. I just wish there was like a punny name for them. It was like Goon Squad. But right. I prefer like the Monstars. Like the Monstars. <laughs> because the they're literally like whatever. monsters. Right. The Goon Squad, Goon Squad was is, like too easy almost. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's I love puns. The as Toon well. Squad. So I Toon get Squad, it. Goon Squad. It's <laughs> it's eh. anyway. I don't know. <laughs> so then uh this game is going to play be played in the Looney Tunes world. All the IP shows up courtside. That but, was the best part of the movie. Yeah, it was. Like the When all the IP was crowding the court, that was you have the really dragons cool. from, uh, you know, from Game of Thrones. You have King Kong, the Iron Giant, King Kong. Iron Giant, yeah. You have all, all the Batman villains, like Courtside. Penguin, Joker. <laughs> Mr. Freeze, Catwoman. Yeah. And like the old Catwoman from yeah, like yeah, the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> so you have all those. And then they fill the other side of the court with... Real humans. Real humans. So what they did was... They use the technology that the kid used to scan the players. They use the same technology to pull 
all the fans through the phone and show up on the court, uh, like, you know, courtside. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, no, that's sure. not how that works. <laughs> like, I'm going sure. And you're like, no. Then again, like these, you know, LeBron and his son got trapped in this digital world. So why not, you know, his whatever million followers that LeBron has on Instagram, you know, like because <sighs> it gets announced on their phone. So when they yeah. look at the phone, it sucks them through the phone and now they're stuck in there. I don't, I mean, that's bullshit, but I, <laughs> the original movie had just like other characters, other yeah. cartoon characters from the Warner Brothers universe in the stands. And that was really fun too. So again, like, I feel like they missed the mark as far as what was the goal of this movie? Like, did you want to want it to be a Looney Tunes movie or did you just want it to be a Warner Brothers movie? That's what it feels like. It feels like it's like, we're going to show off what we have. But it doesn't make sense for kids because no, like, because it's too old, like or too, too old, new, or too new, or, or too, too adult. Too adult, exactly. Like, what kid is watching Game of Thrones? You know, I don't. I don't know. I, that, I don't know what five to ten year old is out here watching Game of Thrones. That is more of a rhetorical question. I'm not gonna <laughs> sit here and have people. Uh, I I watch with my kids. I'm like, get the f- whatever. <laughs> anyway, um. So I don't know how or Casablanca. They, like, when did yeah. you first watch Casablanca? It what wasn't five to ten years old. Knows about Casablanca? They don't. They don't. Yeah, yeah. Like kids barely know Looney Tunes as it is. Like they know who's Bugs out here Bunny. watching King Kong with their children. No one. Well, it depends. Well, again, yeah. Iron Giant maybe for sure. New, maybe the new Kong because Kong just oh, yeah. came out. You know. Mm. But but again, that's those are rated R. Like the newer ones, are PG thirteen or rated PG-13, R? PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. So, yeah, it's really tough to figure out who this is truly for. Hmm. I don't get it, you know? So For us, like, we were very much like, hey, look at that guy. Oh, my gosh, look at that. that and pointing that's out where I had characters. the most fun. Exactly. We were basically just looking, <laughs> Haunting of Hill House style, just looking in the background, trying to find more characters from the Warner Brothers universe. Yeah, that was Because that was, was more doing. interesting than what was in the foreground. Right. Because then the game, just like in the first movie, the the team gets down by a lot in the first half. You know, they, they make it different because they make it like... They're playing the kids game. Yeah, there's like all these like bonuses you can get like for... It feels like, well, you don't know about this game. But there was a game for PlayStation 2 and everything. It was called NBA Street. And so that game used to be that obviously it was a basketball game. It was like three on three and, you know, basic concept, three pointers, dunks, whatever. But you get style points, you know, if you cross up your player, if you do off the back, off the backboard, you know, alley-oops and, you know, all these like, you know, trick plays and stuff, you get additional points. So that's Mm -hmm. what this felt like. This felt like exactly that. Like they took that concept, imported it into this to you know, so that way, like at halftime, the score was like a thousand ninety-seven <laughs> to twelve, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. So then we get into halftime. You know, the halftime speech has to come, and you know they're down on their luck and they're like reminiscing about you know we need someone, we need someone who can help us, and so they're all all the signs are leading towards. <laughs> Michael Jordan, you know, they're saying, you know, he's they're giving all these accolades. He's here. He's here and everything. 
And then in walks Michael B. Jordan. Yep. They got the wrong Michael Jordan. Do you think five-year-old to seven-year-old would necessarily know who they Michael might B. Jordan know is? who Michael B. Jordan is? Uh, probably, well, maybe from Black Panther, from MCU Black stuff. Panther. MCU stuff. Uh, they could know who he is. Also, <laughs> he he does stuff outside of just movies. Like he, you know, he does things that kids would know. He's been like on. I think he's been like on Teen Choice Awards and stuff. And, you know, it's not really teens watching it. It's like young kids kind of watching that type of stuff. You know what okay. I'm saying? So that's what I mean. So he would be known. Uh, so I think a lot of people got a a little bit of a chuckle out of that, that it, it wasn't really. Michael I wish Jordan. it was Bill Murray. I mean, I know you. This was the biggest miss Bill. of the movie is that there was no Bill Murray cameo except for the closing credits. Right. Which was a photo, still a photo. A still a photo of Bill Murray. That's true. Yeah. So uh, at the end here, you know, in the second half, they make their big comeback. They were able to win because the kid switches sides. Then the algorithm, algae rhythm, becomes a player in the game, tries to stop them. He's in control of the game. But because of a glitch that the kid found early on in the movie, he figured out how to take back control of the game. And, you know, they score the winning shot with no time left. They win. So all the fans get to go back to their lives. And then LeBron and his son decide to go ahead and go back, of course. It all ends, though. I almost forgot this. The glitch part, somebody had to do the move. Because if you did the move, there's a possibility of you getting deleted. Right. So LeBron said, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to try to save it. So day. in the end, Bugs Bunny does it. Exactly. He gets deleted. Uh, he ascends at some point. And he then, ascends. just kidding, Looney Tunes don't die. So. No. He ends <laughs> he, up in the real world. Back. Yeah, he ends up in the real world. Yeah. I, Le- LeBron is dropping off his son at the camp. E3. The E3 camp. You know, you got to be you. You got to do you. Well, that was the biggest lesson of the movie that they were touting throughout the whole thing. Like, just be you, whatever. Whatever And LeBron was in the wrong because he was pushing his son to be like him versus like being as as himself. Exactly. And he was doing that to the Looney Tunes, too. And that's why they were losing the first half. They didn't get to be loony. They didn't get to be loony. (laughs) So, yeah. And so then the movie ends. We get the ending credits with like a bunch of stills of the Looney Tunes in the real world and stuff like that. So that pretty much brings us to the end of the movie. Was there any like highlights for you in the movie that you were either like, oh, OK, that that part was funny or you like, oh, OK, that was an enjoyable moment. I like seeing the little aliens from the first movie. Oh, um, nice little crowd. cameo from them. That's <laughs> the so cameo. funny. We're calling it a cameo. But yeah, it's a cameo from the yeah. little from the little monsters. Yep. And uh, I did enjoy at the beginning, like pointing out the IP and just like looking yeah. around and like seeing it. But then it started getting like, okay, if this is the only thing that I'm enjoying, this is not very good. It was the only so thing I was the getting gang a kick out of. In the first movie from '96, is really good. Like it's Looney right. and. You know, of course, they start they're losing in the first half and all this stuff. But you had like it's built on the strength of the looniness of the Looney Tunes. 
And I remember in our episode that we did before the, for the love of the game, that series that we did, we covered Space Jam. And one of the things that I really loved was this shot, <laughs> this panning shot of all of the injured <laughs> tunes. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. They are all like various states. Like, <laughs> I think that Tweety Bird was on like life support on an iron, an iron lung. lung. Yeah. <laughs> and like that sort of comedy was completely missing from this movie. Yeah. The comedy just, I don't know. They, they took a swing and they missed really bad. And then there was a whole controversy. Let's talk about Lola Bunny where oh, they changed yeah. her fit to be less or they played down her sex appeal in this movie and it completely bothered <laughs> so many people. I can honestly say the movie is bad and it doesn't matter. Like, did I give a shit about Lola Bunny being in a full on, not a crop top, but in a full jersey? Like, no. Did I care that she was less sexual? Like, no, I don't care. It's fine to me. Right. That's not the real issue with this that's movie. That's not the issue with this movie. Like, I, I don't think that's a controversy. I think that's just dumb. It's like, dumb. Yeah, it's just dumb. Um, yeah. Did so, you think they wasted Zendaya? Because I think they did. They did. But 100%. then again, you know what this is? This is, I'm not going to call it a waste. You want to know why? Why? This is a pure sh- give me the money movie. <laughs> this is write that check. Give me yeah. that check. Mm-hmm. This is a full check movie for Don Cheadle, for Zendaya, for anyone involved. This is like, cut that check. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't feel bad for them. I don't. This is this is easily going to pay for one of Don Cheadle's houses. This is easily <laughs> going to pay for one of Zendaya's cars, whatever. I They're fine. It, All right. Again, this is a movie that, that they're not, they're not going to worry about this in a week. <laughs> so... Oh, good on them. One thing that I did like about the movie is that they made no, there was no pretenses about the way LeBron James lives because he was like on this estate in LA Mm -hmm. and this compound with all this tech and like beautiful mansion and all this stuff. Like that's fully believable versus Michael Jordan Uh, is living in the suburbs. Suburban man who (laughs) has next door neighbors. Howdy, neighbor. No, no, that is not in any way, shape, or form how Michael Jordan lives. Get out of here, bro. Get out. (laughs) At least this was more of a version of real life here for LeBron. He's like on these hills in California. Yes. No one's his neighbor because he's like surrounded, (laughs) like it's closed off. Yes. So yeah, at least that. (laughs) At least, at least that was uh, positive. So uh, before we get any out of here anything else to say about space jam a new legacy no i really hope they don't make a sequel to this holy crap because there were talks there were talks what's the rule for sequels like it has to be within three to five years after oh yeah that was another thing yeah to be good at having a chance of being good have a chance of being good three to five years Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean, this was what? This is fitting 25? the the rule. Twenty five. Yeah. Oof! Wow, that's a long it's, time. It's it's completely validating that. Rule. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is validating that. So I think we can go ahead and put a wrap on this episode of Space Jam: A New Legacy. If you did like the movie or didn't like the movie, go ahead and let us know. 
on social media, you can go ahead and find us at Always Critic Pod. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. So go ahead and check us out there. Let us know your thoughts. If this is your first time listening, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, what an interesting episode to join us on if it's your first time. Uh, if you do like us, go ahead and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you really do like us, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way for us. And finally, if they really, really, really do like us, Jessica, what else can they do for us? Become a patron, please, for as little as $2 a month. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. We have three different tiers. Um, and please, like, it's such a great way for us to keep going with this content and with new content and bring you more of what you like. And then also there's perks to being a patron. Um, and then lastly, we did start a new podcast, ATC Presents Dead About K Rambos, for anybody who is all up on Korean dramas that we're out there reviewing them and having a fun time doing it. So follow us over there at ATC Debak Pod on all the socials and give us a five star review. And with that said, that has been our show. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic Podcast. Bye.